Hey, uh, what's going on? All right, listen. This intro is less of an intro and really more of a disclosure. So, the shit show, as we've affectionately come to call it, and if you've listened to the show at all, you know exactly what that means. It reared its ugly head again this week, and we had massive technical difficulties the whole time we were recording. Like, either Dub's shit would drop out, or my shit would drop out. Why am I telling you this? I think you need context. So, if it sounds a little weird and disjointed, that's why. Uh, hopefully, you won't even realize that at all if my editing is good enough. Well, I guess now that I've told you, you will. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, it's not a whole lot of baseball or hockey talk today, but a shitload of basketball and football. So, uh, hunker down because we get real deep into those subjects. And uh, yeah, we do uh, the first round of the March Madness bracket. I think because of the technical difficulties, uh, one or two of the picks got left out, but we'll go over them next show if we have to. And we're going to continue to do that every week throughout the tournament. So yeah, let's get to it. episode of Stone Sports. I am Burt. With me as always, I have my co-host Dubs. Say what up, Dubs. What the fuck is up? And Meech. What up, Meech? What up? Alright, so let's, uh... Wait, did you not do fucking names? No, I didn't do Nick. God damn it, Birdie! <laughs> what? I know, it's... It's, it's like yeah, a forgotten you're the absolute worst. It's, it's a right. lost relic in Stone Sports. It's uh, not a lost relic. Fucking- it's not Gone. a lost relic. It's just a rare sighting. It's like a rare. It's the way of Mets championship. T- I used to gone. enjoy Ouch. hearing Beach laugh at the start of the podcast, <laughs> and that's what did it for him. And it's just gone. Ouch, Meech. <laughs> Jesus. He is laughing now. <laughs> yeah, at my fucking expense. <laughs> Through fucking Birdie's pain. <laughs> 75% of the laughs on the show. Or through my pain. Expense. Yeah, <laughs> always at my expense. And there's going to be quite a few laughs at my expense later on when we get to some basketball stuff. But we'll get to that later in the show. Um, let's start with baseball. Hit me, Meech, in the face. Well, actually, no. Double, do you have a, a boo <laughs> for the day? Yeah, I got some fucking idiot in Kansas who had a million dollar winning lottery ticket in the backseat of his fucking Cadillac for two years. Two, not two years, two months. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you can't claim it after two years. There, like, there's got to yeah, be a statute of limitations on that, right? I think it's a year. I think it's a See, year. See, that's like, even shockingly standard. long to me, dude. It's, that's that's so long. Like, that's shockingly what? long to me. That's that. I'm not I mean, some people. It. What if you Could like you theoretically hold it and just wait for it to get bigger? No, I bet you no, they only you won pay that you out. Lotto. Yeah, I bet you they only pay you out like whenever at the time what it was uh, at the time you oh, won. Makes- right. Yeah, like there's no way like you can con the system that easy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like how. How's no one done that then? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Even conning the system, I don't know if that would be an easy way to win as you still just don't Yeah, win. yeah, right? Yeah. You still have to pull a winning ticket, which is not yeah. going to fucking happen. No, it's no. it's definitely not going to happen. All right, you let's see that video of the convenience store people that like scam it and just take all the winning tickets. 
Yeah, I know that there's. I'm not sure if it's. It might have been Canada, but there's a country that has a law against it. Fucking Chris Hansen did it. I think Chris Hansen was on. Was the fucking host of the show. Wow, Chris Hansen. All right, let's move to uh, baseball. Any baseball news? Just the the fan of the Yankees, and then after much criticism, Cleveland Indians uh, (laughs) bought. Oh, the part of the Red Sox. The communist. The communist. (laughs) <laughs> i'm wearing my lebron as a communist hoodie right now his ownership in with the team is about as small as the space he has in my head so go fuck yourself Mitch. Well, that yeah, space is growing now property yeah. It yeah it's a condo <laughs> in malibu so i think it's fairly good i think yeah he's he's moving, he's moving up he's moving up in the uh real estate world <laughs> he has a penthouse, head. by the way yeah too. he does yeah he does for sure all right, no other baseball news? <laughs> Sits at the top. He's fucking king douchebag. <laughs> he's always got to get the last word you in. I hate for him. <laughs> he's always got to get the last word in, and he always has to be right. It is exhausting sometimes. <laughs> uh, all right, come on. You guys are jacking with spewing some nonsense. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, well, any other baseball news, or should we move to some um, light basketball news? The ball's in your court. Hey, dad jokes. Wow. I thought it was pretty well, good. With that dad joke, we'll move it right on to basketball. So Damian Lillard, uh, extending that MVP case, had a 50-point night last night. Uh, I had a birdie moment. Get Somebody get the flowers. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, my, my uh, what'd you say? My throat locked up? Yeah, do you need a Xanax? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> birdie solution to everything. <laughs> Yeah, no. He's like the dad in Big Feet Fat Greek Wedding about Windex, dude. That's he's how he got... feels about Xanax. Just take a Xanax. He's bad at no. trivia, but it's an in one category. Can you guess what that category is? Xanax. Pharmaceuticals. Hell yeah. I'm very well experienced <laughs> in pharmaceuticals. Anyway, let's get back to basketball. So what happened? We lowered <laughs> 50 points in a comeback against the Mavericks, just furthering that. Further. Furthering? Is that a word? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. One million percent a word. MVP case. Good for Dame. We said it a few weeks ago. He's mine and Nietzsche's pick for MVP. That team would be nowhere without him. They are getting CJ McCollum back. So see if they make a move before the deadline. Maybe add somebody else to that team. Because it hasn't worked before for him. And Dame's at the top of his game. So. Yeah. And I mean. It's crazy. Did you see the list of how many 50-point games people have? Yes. It's crazy. And then did you see Wilt? Yeah. 119. He just scored over ages, hook shot, layups. It didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, Everyone was smaller than him. It was so good. Put up 50. And he also averaged like 25. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the old bigs all did, I feel like. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Bobby. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Fucking little Bobby's World action coming out. I'm, I'm, I, oh, think yeah, Bobby. I think it's pretty safe to say the shit show has returned again. I, I'm just going to put that out there. I think it's safe to say for this episode, the shit show has returned again. It rears its head from time to time. Yeah, it's okay. So. Yeah, we'll yeah. beat it back like we always do. Beat it back. Uh, we'll bring it down a little dark path here. Sean Bradley, unfortunately paralyzed in an accident in January. News just came out today. Uh, I was hit while riding his bike by a car. 
Ugh. Unfortunately, was he on a bicycle or a motorbike? Bicycle. Ugh. You might know Sean Bradley from Space Jam. Big, tall, lanky, white guy that nobody remembers the name of. That's Sean Bradley. Yeah, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Any other uh, basketball news? Or Uh, Celtics lost a fucking game right when we started recording. Sorry, bro. Yeah, we lost to the Jazz the other night. We lost to fucking Cleveland tonight. We can't do anything. I don't really know what that means because I know nothing about basketball. (laughs) The Jazz are great. The Cavaliers suck. Okay. Although they've beat, they have beat a couple teams where you have to do a double take. Like, wait, did the Cavs just beat them? I I double take now, but apparently we're that fucking bad now. Well, your coach has one foot out the door. I mean, Brad's not going anywhere. That sound. Did you watch that? Yes, I did. It didn't sound like he wasn't going anywhere. For background, Archie Miller got fired by Indiana. Brad Stevens, coach of the Celtics, is from Indiana. He coached at Butler, which is in indiana but that's been like a dream job for him he did an interview the other day where he was asked about it and he kind of gave a cryptic answer that his pauses were yeah it does have a special place yeah i mean it would be it would be a special place to go back to (laughs) oh my god is he getting text about it right now yeah. Jesus, dude. It was I was like, that is horrifying to see that go down in a press conference. I was just like, this man's literally getting job offers right now for that job. I'm a Brad Stevens defender. People kind of shit on him. I mean, it's really only started the last few years, but he's starting to get it every single year now. But I would be a little no, upset if you left. Fans in Boston are salty. You watch your tongue. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, Meech, you mentioned coaches with one foot out the door. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres coaches all the way out the door. Ralph Kruger has been fired from the Buffalo Sabres. They lost. I think the last loss was their 12th loss in a row. So Hit the fucking road, they, Ralph. But here, you know what, man? Like, here's the funny tonight thing. Tonight was 13 in a row. I think tonight was the 13th game. Yeah, that, that might be true. Here's he was the f- not behind the bench for it, though. Yeah, here's the funny thing about it. I was listening to a hockey podcast last night when I was working out, actually, and they mentioned something about him I didn't know, and I, I should have known this, but I didn't. Ralph Kruger was a Nick coach, was the coach in Edmonton when they were so bad that they got all the picks that gave him Dreisaitl and McDavid, right? So, you know, I guess he did him a solid there in a way. Then he went and coached Southampton in the English Premier League for like five years or he was like an owner like gm or something and like ran them basic got them relegated out of the english premier league and then buffalo was like oh yeah come be our head coach it's like uh, what like real quick why pay attention to soccer i don't know much about it but i know arsenal is like a really good fucking team they're almost relegated yeah yeah i don't really pay much attention either i mean like you know, I, mean, like I used to pay attention to Liverpool a lot, a but team. yeah, they are historically the a good team. Know, yeah, which is means they're probably pretty fucking good. Pinnacle, right? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, they're like close to going down a division. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched the Premier League in in a while, but I used to back when I actually cared about you know Liverpool and all that. But you know, back to things people actually care about. Right? We'll go yes. To hockey. Yes. Yes. So Ralph Kruger is out, which. 
is an interesting, I mean, it's the right choice, obviously, but I just wonder if this means they're going to try to, like, is this an attempt to keep Jack Eichel? Because the truth is Jack Eichel's got to want to leave. Like, he just absolutely has to be like, I want to get the fuck out of here. Like, he's in his prime and he's probably got, what, four or five years of his prime left. Like, he's not wasting them in Buffalo. So I feel like it's got to be some sort of attempt to keep him there. Like, I don't know, man, but it's not looking good for Buffalo. But, you know who it did look good for tonight, boys? Say it. I want to hear you say it, Double. My my Edmonton Oilers are up from zero. <laughs> They are I've playing been, very well tonight. Thank you can you, never man. just give it to I've me, been, can you? <laughs> I've been you straight up balls deep in college basketball shit all day. I haven't had time to Rangers beat the Flyers. Well, I was watching nothing. the game because no. I'm texting him. Especially I'm texting not him play-by-play play of the Rangers game. And I was fucking, like, knee-deep in it. And it was ugly. It was ugly. It was ugly. All I'll give you dude. credit. It I did see it. You guys scored what seven goals? Nine. Fucking... One period we scored seven goals. No, yeah, I, but seven and one. Yeah. One oh period. yeah. One yeah. more goal, and it actually, I think they said it would have been an NHL record. So that's hilarious. But I, like, I mean, it was hard yeah. to watch. It really like, like it, I, <laughs> it, you were like, you were like, this seems like a reason that the mercy rule was. Yeah, hey, right. Hey, boys, real quick, snaps from each for calling the Flyers frauds a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm telling you, dude, like, they were favorited huge a couple times and lost. And every team loses occasionally, you know, yeah. even if they're favored by a lot. Absolutely. They were consistently favored and consistently I'd watch the play and be like, why? Well, they were actually looking really good the first couple weeks of the season, but but even then they weren't putting a lot of shots. No, on they weren't. That's true. I mean, it's think. like we discussed before. It's typical Elaine Vigneault hockey. Like they just lean. Like what he tends to do is lean on a really good goalie, and now both their goalies are not doing well. So they're just you know they have nothing left. Like it's I've seen it happen with other teams that he coaches. I mean. The big thing for me this game, you know, and Meech even texted, and I misunderstood it. Like, Meech texted me and was like, You're, you think this is proof that, you know, they need to fire their coach? And I was like, dude, he's not there for the game. And then I realized he was saying, like, yo, bro, this is proof you need to fire yeah, the coach. Kiprasov had five <laughs> points tonight. He's been more successful tonight than he has the rest of the season. I was giving you a little wink. Yeah, Zabinijad had a natural hat trick tonight. So, hopefully that continues. Like, cause I mean, that guy is a great player, but he's just suffering this year. And, you know, I don't know if we've discussed this before, but I feel like hockey players are like weird creatures of confidence. Like if they have no confidence, they just absolutely won't perform. And so it's pitchers like, are kind of yeah, pitchers are, I was thinking that too. Like they are kind of the same way. So it's like, hopefully this will kind of spur him to keep this going because that would be nice and and then they might potentially be able to make a playoff run they obviously won't do well in the playoffs but you know to make a playoff run would be good for a rebuilding team i think it gets some experience and shit but at the big point is oh no maybe we need to fire the coach because you know something happened i don't know i'm not gonna be that guy i'm not gonna be that guy absolutely not gonna be him when one of your disappointing players pops off, and that's been the point of controversy the whole year, I feel like uh, yeah, that he's not there. Yeah, I mean it's 
it, it says something. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like I said before, I think I said this on the show before, but there was a game a couple weeks ago where he wasn't playing well, and he just benched him for like 10 minutes. Now, if he's a rookie, I understand that move, but veterans know when they fucked up. Like, we've discussed that before on the show. I just don't think it was in relation to hockey. Like, I don't think you need to bench a veteran player. Do you want to dress them down in the locker room? I'm all for it. But, like, you know, you like they know they're fucking up. Like, you benching them isn't really doing anything. But, like, driving a wedge between you and them as far as, like, a relationship goes between coach and, and to player. to bring it back what you said, killing their confidence. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just – I just feel like it's the wrong move. And that was the first time that I was like, okay, maybe this guy needs to go. And then his goalie deployment and ways he deploys the lines. But that's all technical stuff that nobody probably really cares about. That's really all I have for hockey. Um, I don't really think there's much else that's happened unless there's something about your perspective teams you want to talk about. I mean, there was a trade last week I think we missed just because we we're in um, getting it done mode. Yeah. Um, there was a trade between the Maple Leafs Define and – getting it done mode. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's really into the imagination. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Either be very good or very bad. But he was, he was, was like, was, "I'm going to defend it." Okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> Put that on Urban Dictionary. Get it done mode. Get it done mode. Well, yeah. <laughs> Can neither be really bad. What, what trade are you talking good? about? Uh, the Maple Leaves traded the Blue Jackets um, defenseman Miko Lettinen to the Blue Jackets to get uh, goalie depth in. Vaney Vinalehian? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I didn't even see that trade, man. I missed that yeah, completely. Yeah, it happened last week. Um, but, yeah, so the the Maple Leafs acquired some goalie depth, basically, for defensemen. I, I think that's uh, not a bad move for them. I really don't. I'm really excited to see how they do in the playoffs this year. I know Double doesn't like to hear that, but I just think it's going to be interesting to see if they can finally get over the hump, as it were. Maple Leafs? Yeah. No, they don't win in the playoffs. I know, that's what I'm saying. But this year's like, I don't know, man. They just seem to be like clicking, at least offensively. They're always clicking offensively, at least for the past couple of years since they got, you know, the big mustache. But, but you're also going to be the <laughs> one, you've also been the one saying that the Canadian division are yeah, the teams that exactly. are tested. Exactly, yeah. And it's, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the reason I'm not all in on them because of their history. You know, and the fact that this season hasn't allowed them to be tested by any team outside of that division. So I'm, I'm just saying I'm excited to see how they do. Like, it's going to be interesting to see if they can get first, over that hump or not. But they're a team that struggled in the playoffs, and their first taste of outside competition is going to be in the playoffs where they are. That's what I mean, yeah. Like, among the other backs, so to speak. Yeah, that's what's going to be interesting about it. it. Yeah, like, it's yeah. going to be interesting to see that, you know, because – it like that's just high pressure. Like you haven't been tested like that, and then the first time you're gonna get tested, like you said, is in the playoffs. Like that's gonna make for either a really exciting series or they're just gonna get like dunked on. And uh, I guess we'll, or I guess no, we'll stay with dunked on. I'm not going down that road. That's gross. We'll see. Shout out Froggy Fresh. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's all I have for hockey. Let's do some football stuff because I know there's quite a bit of football to get through, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a, like Meech said, 28 pages of transactions went on between this, the, this show and the last show. Good Lord. 
Yeah, and the teams with cap room are making huge amounts of acquisitions. The Bill teams Belichick. without cap room are getting huge amounts of players. We'll get to the Patriots, but Bill Belichick is just throwing his dick straight on the table to start free agency. Everyone's been posting the Jordan meme where it's like Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl. Or it's like they superimpose Belichick's face. It's like, and I took that personally. <laughs> I took that personally. Yeah, I love that meme. It's such a good meme. I like meme. the one where he's walking in with the stone cold entrance. Shout out, Boston Diehards. They keep, they were posting that like whenever there was news on a free agent. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, oh, Patriots are interested, and then they just threw the bell check and walking <laughs> in with the glass shattering in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him walking in, <laughs> 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 yeah. so and then it like show it comes up with his Super Bowl totals, which is less than it is now, but it's okay. All right, so let's get let's uh let's work through these boys. Okay, yeah, the Buffalo Bills. We'll start off with them in the AFC East. The Dubs is home division. I'm a little scared by them. Uh, they added Emmanuel Sanders, who I think fits perfectly on that team. Perfect fit. He can play second fiddle to um, Stefan Diggs. And they had, uh, what was the rookie's name that came along? I forget, but they had a rookie that was playing really well down the stretch that could oh, be a God weapon for them. I, he was in a ton of highlights, and I can't remember. Gabriel Davis, I got it. Yes, yes. Yeah, him, Cole Beasley, and, I mean, rumor has it they're actually looking at tight ends, one of which is Ertz. And if Ertz goes to that team, oh, my God, it's going to be They're going to have a problem. Yeah. Ertz is going to be such a nice safety blanket when Josh Allen rolls out to the right. Yeah, because he catches everything, but people can't just double cover him there like they do in Philly. So, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders is a huge acquisition. I think he fits perfectly with this team. They re-signed um, a ton of offensive linemen. And then they re-signed like all of their people back. So yeah. they re-signed Daryl Williams, um, John Feliciano, Matt Milano, Levi Wallace. So they, they re-signed a ton of people, essentially. Well, that will bring us to the Dolphins. They signed a couple former Patriots. They got Adam Butler, former Patriots D-tackle. And they got Jacoby Brissett from the Colts. QB help. Uh, he's going to be the backup to two, I'm assuming. But I don't know. There's a chance he could start. Yeah, we'll see what he does. They also added uh, Malcolm Brown, which I thought would be an interesting. Um, also, former Patriot. Situate Malcolm Brown? The D tackle? No, the running back. Oh, Rams. Gotcha. We had a Yeah, which I thought would be a. Um, an interesting fit to see how that works there. So, I mean, they, yeah, they've they've done a little bit. They were rumored to be end. in the market for one of the high-end running backs. Uh, a few of them are still out there, so we could still see some more moves from Miami. That's true. That's true. Um, from there, you want to go to the Jets? Yeah, we could do that. They didn't do much. They didn't do a whole lot. <laughs> now, they did send Corey Davis, though. They did get Corey Davis, who I think is going to turn into their number one receiver. Uh, I feel like he's a little underutilized in Tennessee, and he was really starting to come along this season. He had a career year. Uh, him and A.J. Brown both had 10 touchdowns this season, so he could be a good weapon for them next year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, other than that, they didn't really do much more than that. Um, they signed a couple defensive players, a defensive lineman, and Gerard Davis. Well, that's fucking cute. Let's get to the Patriots. 
John yeah. Smith, tight end number one we signed. Big fucking deal. A lot of money. He's gonna I like be how he big. hit the mic stand when he fucking got all yeah. To start yeah. Game changing weapon for us, John <laughs> Smith will be. Also went after a second tight end. We went and grabbed Hunter Henry, uh, former Charger. There's a picture going around of Belichick talking to him last season. It was like people were him hugging him right. and whispering right. sweet nothings into his sweet ears. Nothing. Yeah, he's like worm tongue in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. And then he ends up in a Patriots uniform. Right before we started recording, Kyle Van Noy, we expected that to happen. He is back with the Patriots. Love to see it. Was a big Kyle Van Noy guy. Uh, they put the second round ten. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's shocking to anyone, really. As no, as everyone knew like, he was going He back. was Mr. Patriot, but he just wanted to get paid. Yep. And we got him for nothing from Detroit, and then he turned into a monster with us. But J.C. Jackson got the second round ten there. He had nine interceptions last year. That was second in the NFL, so good to have him back. He's probably going to get a massive deal, and uh, Gilmore's probably going to be on the way out. But Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, your boy, hopefully doesn't I drop any babies. I love the wide receivers you, you went after, given what else is on I'm there. not either. I heard we're not done, though. There's... I mean, rumors that they're still going after another weapon whether that's a running back or yeah. a receiver that's up in the air still they've like been attached to chris to carson I, that's what i said i don't think we're dumb enough to do it which makes me think it's going to be another receiver especially since he doesn't he never has just one running back no like so it'd be a waste of money to go get another running back james white is on the block supposedly yeah but you still have is burkhead burkhead's still gonna be gone uh, okay Sony Michelle. We're gonna have Michelle, Damian right? Harris. Yeah, who isn't Snacks Harris, but I call him that because it was funny to me. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, you guys have those those two, but yeah, he's in the past, uh, not very doesn't like to single in on one running back. So I feel like it would be a little weird to spend money on that position. Pat's also went out and spent money on Matthew Judon, uh, Ravens pass rusher. He's a guy I really liked. He's been a two time Pro Bowler in Baltimore. I think he's an underrated player. I think he's going to thrive with us. Uh, we got Jalen Mills, who I I liked on the Eagles. I thought he was one of your best secondary guys, but obviously you've watched more of him than I have. Yeah, and I, I wasn't really a huge fan of him the last couple of years, but last year he actually looked the best. Shocker, it was his contract year. Right. He actually looked the best out of all of those years. Um, I think he's really versatile. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, he is. He is. He's very he's very versatile, which was good because all of our secondary right. was injured. I so feel like he could fill the Jason McCourty role for yeah. us that he was in the last couple seasons for us. I think he could step in and play that role really well. And like I said, I there's rumors about Gilmore. I think he might get traded on draft day. And JC Jackson could become the number one corner, so we're gonna need a secondary help behind him. Uh, we also yeah. signed Devon Godshaw, which is a fucking god tier name. Love it, Devon Godshaw. The only Good problem shit. is I've never heard of that name before. So, I I have, but that's because we play the Dolphins twice a year. Ah, okay. but he's he's a pretty decent run stopper. But you also don't really hear about the run stoppers. No, no. But uh, that was about it for Pat's moves. And we talked about it last week. We brought Cam back. And Trent Brown, they acquired him in a trade from the Raiders for a pick switch, which we talked about last week, too. Um, so, yeah, they made a ton of moves. 
Uh, we'll see how it goes. Traditionally, teams that have done that many moves, spent that much money in the offseason, has not fared well. We'll see. I it's not that. the usual mix of of free agents, I feel like. It's a, it's kind of a different different mix of people. These people are usually on their these people are on their second contracts. I feel like people usually hit right. free agency big time on like their third contract. But and I the last um, the last point I want to make about the Pats here, he, we filled a lot of positional needs with that. And remember, we are bringing back uh, Hightower and Patrick Chung. I don't know what version of Patrick Chung we're going to get, but so in the draft, I could see us going after another linebacker and obviously quarterback is a need. And still think wide receiver like i said i'm not impressed by your guys i'm not receiver. either but i still think free agency might be a possibility there kenny galladay signed yet no but he is his eyes set on new york was a report i read earlier the giants the gigantes I can totally see that so yeah he's probably looking there however we move on to the afc north uh the baltimore ravens uh been kind of quiet. They, they've they've made some minor moves. They 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 did sign Kevin Zeitler, uh, offensive guard, uh, top one in the league, not the top, but one of the top ones in the league. Also signed Derek Wolf, a pass rusher, uh, formerly with Denver. So we'll see how that goes. Um, we talked about that, it yeah. when they got bounced from the playoffs that we were expecting sort of a big move in the off season, or maybe it's still to come. But I expect more of a splash from them they are a team that drafts well just all the time though i i that might be where we see them do some moves really honestly other than that they're i feel like a lot of their team is still under contract so they are but i just went to the fact that they haven't made it deep in the playoffs yet like you expect some sort of big move to get them past like the chiefs or the other teams in the afc I don't necessarily know what that would be, though. I mean, their defense is disgusting. Maybe some offensive line help, which they did. They brought in a, a good I guard. Think they, I was. I honestly thought they were going to go spend money on a receiver. I don't know if the receivers are their problem. I think they, they have really the same have problem two that that the Patriots had. I don't. Their receivers are far more talented. Lamar just wasn't hitting them. I mean, at the end, uh, Hollywood Brown kept dropping passes, but like, I feel like most of the year he was pretty sure-handed. Um, ironically, once he starts getting the ball more, he starts dropping passes, so maybe that was that was our key there. But I, I feel like their receiving core is not as bad as like New England's was, really. So I don't know, but they, yeah, we could we could see them spend some more money at the. Uh, they're set at they're set at running back. Um, and they're set pretty much at tight end. They always draft tight ends really well. So, I mean, the, the next logical point for them to pick something up where they need is offensive line and then wide receiver. Uh, the Bengals, Trey Hendrickson, four-year, $60 million deal, picking up the Saints pass rushers coming off a career year. So he's going to cash in with the Bengals who lost Carl- or they traded Carlos Dunlap. And there's rumors Gino Atkins is on his way out. So they're going to need D-line help. And Hendrickson is just that. Yeah. Well, and at some point, they have to get better on defense. Yeah, I mean, we they need offensive linemen, too. Yeah, uh, they, yeah, they need a lot. They have a quarterback, though. I mean, at some point, they'll have him back. some point. But, yeah. They have a future. Now, just once, it, it once again, Joe build a wall around that man. And then another team that has been um, fairly quiet 
for free agency that the last couple of years has been up there is the Browns. Brownies. Yeah. Yep. The only real move they've made is they signed Tack McKinley. Yeah, and they brought back Rashard Higgins, so they still have a good wide receiving core, but um, they signed a safety. Uh, But other than that, yeah, I mean, they've been relatively quiet for a team that the past few years has been very active in free agency, I feel like. See what they do on draft day. Yeah. By the way, we're totally going to stream on draft day. It's going to be great. Hell yeah, we are. Uh, The Steelers. Couple of minor re-signings, but another team that's been pretty quiet so far. But they were going to be struck for cap room. It was more about how many people were they going to lose, not who they were who they were going to get. Right, and they still have young defensive players on their teams too. So I mean, they still have a fair. They also draft well traditionally, so they they have a stable. I feel like, but yeah, they did lose the linebacker. Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree. There we go. Jesus Christ. And Juju's most likely gone. And Juju's most likely gone. But which but I still think break. Juju's a great wide receiver. I I know he's gotten a lot. I of do flack, too. But... If that's the guy we spend money on, I'd be okay with that. Uh, and th- see, and that's more of what I thought. There's him, and there's another great wide receiver that's that's out there too. I can't remember his name right now, but I'm like, you see, he would have been who you I would have gone team? after. Do you know what team? No. Uh... AFC South. Yeah, Houston Texans uh, have been fairly active, actually, <laughs> in free agency, despite the all you hear about is the Deshaun Watson news. Uh, they recently brought They got up, the Tyrod trade, they, though. They did. Tyrod jumps to another spot where he looks to play second fiddle, might be thrust into first fiddle, and then might then have a draft pick right behind him. <laughs> We'll we'll see we'll see what they it, everything they do depends on what they decide to do with Deshaun Watson. Um, they are every insider says they're not even taking calls on him. However, uh, at some point you would assume that they would unless they're just in it for the long game. So we'll see. But they did also bring in Mark Ingram. They acquired Shaq Lawson. Other than that, just they've made a lot of value pickups. They Christian Kirksey as well so yeah i mean they, they haven't made a lot or they've made a lot but just not huge splashes said that weird it threw me off i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay we got this reel it back in boys we're professionals this is what we do we were just talking about bud dupree from the steelers he signed with the titans on a big deal a lot of money to bud dupree you could say his production with the Steelers was a product of the people that were around him. TJ Watt, Stephon Tewitt, all that, that great defense. But I think Dupree's a pretty solid player. He had a career career year last year, and we'll see if he's worth the money on Vrabel's defense. We also picked up veteran corner Janoris Jenkins. The Saints cut him last week. It didn't take him long to find a new place. The Titans will pick him up, probably to be the Malcolm Butler replacement. But I'm a big Janoris Jenkins guy. I like him. The Jackrabbit. Uh, he's had times in his career where he's looked really good, and he's also had times where he's looked really bad. So it just yep. kind of depend, depends on what's around him, I think. Uh, how about the Colts reach? They re-signed uh, Mo Ali Cox, got the second-round tender. Resigned Marlon Mack to a small one-year deal. I, haven't, I don't think he's going to do much, though. Jonathan Taylor is the go-to guy. I don't know, play. man. Like I, We saw half of that work not that way like he wasn't the man the whole year i feel he was disappointed he had a disappointing fantasy naheem hines is great too 
that's what I mean. They have some. I don't know if Himes is coming back or not, but yeah, their only other move was getting uh, Carson Wentz. So they have still yet to be one of those teams to actually spend that cap room they perennially have. Peren- perennially have. Hey, oh, that's my boy. You got it. So fucking. I'm so fucking proud of you. All right, I'm gonna dial it back a bit. Um, then the uh, the Jaguars have also made a lot of uh, value moves. I feel like Carlos Chat Griffin, and, yeah, the Griffin Sh- with Sh- with two arms. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, they took him from uh, Seattle as well. They signed uh, Sidney Jones. They re-signed him. Um, other than that, they just bought in a lot of position players. So they've they've spent they a lot of money. Marvin but... Jones, which oh, yeah, that's right. Also begs the question: uh, what who are the Lions going to throw to? They have TJ Hawkinson, but they lost. Galladay's more than likely gone. Definitely gone. And Marvin Jones signed with the Jaguars. They lost both their top targets. Right, but they just signed Tyrell Williams, who could be a number one. I feel like he he really had. It depends how he comes yeah, back from I'm that injury. I'm not high on Tyrell Williams. Huh? You're not? No. Oh, well. You're a clown then. Um, he, he. I feel like he has fair, that fair reasoning. <laughs> I mean, he popped off, and then he signed a huge contract, got injured. But I, I really was high on him going into this year, um, and he looked great the year before. So I feel like he'll be fine. I feel like he'll be fine. Well, that'll bring us to the A. He'll definitely be the same level as Marvin Jones. Like Marvin Jones isn't even that great. He's okay. Bring us to the AFC West. Do you want to start with the Chiefs? Uh, yeah, we could do that. They they replaced uh, both of those offensive linemen that they let walk, although those were both uh, tackles. They signed two guards. So Signed Joe Thune, a guard from the Patriots, to tackle money, though. Almost $17 million a year. That's a lot of money. Yeah. But they saved money on Kyle Long, so. Yep, that's true. Kyle Long's good, too. Yeah, he's solid. He's a solid lineman. You should have just left it at he's a solid. Yeah, he's a solid. solid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that forever. I'm going to be like, yeah, that guy's a solid. Traverius Ward got hit with the second-round tender by the Chiefs. Uh, solid corner, played over what people thought he was going to do last year. Was a solid contributor in the playoffs, so he got the second-round tender from them. Uh, the Broncos re-signed Von Miller. I was expecting him to hit free agency. That was a little bit of a surprise to me when I saw that today. I don't know if he was ever going to hit free agency. I, John Elway said he wanted to make him a Bronco for life at some point, and that's when yeah, he had the controversy. I thought he was going to be gone. Yeah, I think that's that's always boy. Yeah, they also signed Ronald Darby, who my buddy texted me, and I was like, good luck. Good luck to you, sir. Ronaldo Darby. Oh, my God. I hate that man. I've never he killed seen us in Buffalo, coverages. and then he went to Philly and sucked. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. A front row fucking seat to that shit show. Similar to Kiko Alonso. Actually, Kiko was solid with the Eagles. Was he? I thought he was yeah. bad for you guys. Nah, he he did. because He's, he's just a solid player, but we when you trade fucking LaShawn... McCoy for that. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Chargers and the Raiders were pretty quiet. Chargers basically just were re-signing their own people. They did cut Trey Turner. We talked about that last episode. Raiders re-signed Richie Incognito for a whole lot less money than he was supposed to get. Uh, John Brown they picked up from the Bills. And they got Yannick Ngakwe. 
Um, Gawkwe was a big signing. And Solomon Thomas. I did so. not see Solomon Thomas. Yeah, so they, they signed. So I didn't they, know San they, Francisco let him walk. Yeah, yeah, no, they so they've signed uh, a, a huge problem spot for them last year. They've signed, what, three signings on the, four signings on the, the defensive line. Yannick Ngakwe, Jonathan Hankins, Quentin Jefferson, and Solomon Thomas. So they, they're definitely looking at addressing those horrible draft. I feel like they had four draft picks that have all not panned out there. Yep. And then the Chargers also brought in uh, Corey Lindsley, uh, the former center for for Aaron Rodgers, so former Packers center. That will wrap it up for the AFC. Yep, the NFC East, the NFC East, as I like to call it, because they're rising to beat no. every competition they're around not. them. It's going to so, catch on. I don't uh, know. <laughs> yeah, Dallas Cowboys uh, re-signed Dak. Uh, brought in a new O tackle, but other than that, not not huge deals for them either. How about the Eagles? Yeah. How about them birds? Go birds! It's just literally not one acquisition we've made this off. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, that's not true. That's not true. We did trade away a quote unquote former franchise quarterback. Other than that. Nothing. We've done literally nothing. All we have is quiet on the home front. Yeah, we've restructured a whole bunch of deals. We're about to trade Zach Ertz. Uh, need I say more? Let's let's move the fuck on. Well, like uh, the Giants place in Philly. I if that if honestly if that I I mean I will almost be shocked if we we finish second second or third this year. I think we're we're headed for the bottom spot. Giants. <laughs> New York Giants had a weird situation with Leonard Williams. They tagged him and then signed him to a three-year deal and, like, changed the money on the tag. It was bizarre. Yeah. Uh, But that's not all that weird. We heard a lot about financial wrangling. We also heard... um, Financial wrangling. (laughs) That's what they've been calling it. They're wrangling at the numbers. (laughs) Oh, yeah! (laughs) Oh, yeah! My macho man came out there for a second. Oh, they're wrangling the number. Oh, yeah. The madness of mania. I got you for three minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I miss Randy Savage. He was the best. The fucking macho. Yeah, he was. R.I.P., man. Like, not so living legend anymore, but still a legend. But so the, sports smoking one of the game take a time. hit every time we mention Macho Man. <laughs> oh my god! We're gonna be doing a lot more from now on, boys. <laughs> yeah, the the Giants not huge moves. They bought Devonte Booker, backup running back from Denver. Uh, John Ross, the very disappointing wide receiver that was super fast at the combine um, from the Bengals the last few years. Um, Turned down an did... island at the combine. Remember that? What? They're like, you could either have a, if you broke the combine record, you could either have like your signature shoe or like a private island. And he's like, I want the shoe. I was like, bitch, take the island. Yeah, take the, I know I'm buying your shoe. You're John. Yeah, I would take the island. I mean, that's literally my, like, that would have been like my retirement plan. I'm just going to go fucking live there. Yeah, exactly. The fuck out of here. Uh, and then they also signed a couple defensive ends. Uh, Leonard Williams, they, like, like we mentioned, they tagged him and, redid that contract and then a fady a did nigbo 
Nice try. Nice try. I mean, I yeah, I, I put my best foot. Yeah, you did. Effort. You did the best you could. Gave it 110%. <laughs> uh, which moves us to the Washington Football Club. <laughs> Bringing in some Fitz magic. Feels bro. like... Feels a little magical down in Washington, boys. Yeah, it does, dude. And that's what I'm saying. Like, he's a service of gold quarterback. They're still above us in the division, I feel like. Uh, they brought back Brandon Sheriff, who seemed to always be injured on their O-line, so I'm not really sure why they brought him back, but they did. Um, uh, William Jackson, quarterback from the Bengals. They also re-signed their kicker, Dustin Hopkins. Yeah, from- and then brought in Lamar Miller and Curtis Old man Samuel. Lamar Miller. yeah. We'll see but, how Lamar Miller works out. I've, he hasn't been on the field in like a year and a half. I feel like. Curtis Samuel was the big one. You, I cut you off when you were saying that. That's the. Is it? That's, huh? That's the big one. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I I do this every time I hear of Curtis Samuel's name. I I We used to have a Samuel that I now can't think of his name. That was a wide receiver who was not great. But Curtis Samuel's from the Panthers. So he Correct. killed it last year. Correct. That is, that is a big move. Yeah, and to that put was like him right next to the start of the recorder. Yeah, put him next to uh, their great wide receiver. Why can I never remember names? Oh, Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin and Logan. Um, I was gonna say Logan Ryan. That's not right either. Logan Thomas, Thomas uh, looked like a really good emerging tight end last year too. Like Washington is starting to get dangerous and I'm scared now. And then let's move to the NFC North because let's stop talking about my division, which we (laughs) go Dodgers this year. Um, (laughs) uh, I will be focusing on them. NFC ceased to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, NFC North. Let's let's the Norse. Um, That's, they should change the name to that. NFC Norse. Um, The Vikings would win it every time. (laughs) <laughs> no, they'd still find a way. Uh, <laughs> Laces in. Oh dear, hitting hitting cords in Minnesota right now. Uh, the Bears brought in a star quarterback that everyone talked about for all off season. No, no, they didn't. They brought in Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, the Red Rifle, the Red Rifle, which might is a secret, like low key great name. It's name. so it's good. Secret, yeah, it really it's, is. It's like a low key about, great yeah, like slide low key all time diss yeah. when JJ Watt called him uh, Red Rider BB gun. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good too. Or like, like Red you made Rider. the Red Rifle the oh. Red Rider BB gun. Did you guys hear like that? Like, I think it was. Jesus. I think it was the Bears. Did you hear that? Like rumor that, or okay. I guess it wasn't a rumor; it was confirmed. But that they like tried to secretly meet with Seattle in Fargo, North Dakota, to like offer them basically yes. the entire fucking farm for First, Russell Wilson, yes. and they were like, I "Nah, bro." <laughs> Go ahead, Seattle. Hit him with the. We are not going to be trading him at this time. Yeah, yeah. They they don't make much sense. I mean, they don't have that young QB that you can get back. The best person team to trade with would be the Jets. I feel like Seattle uh, went, huh? That's what we could get for us, huh? All right, well, come on back, buddy. We'll run it back another season. We'll have him for one more year, and then he'll leave next year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So the Bears brought in. Andy Dalton, um, much to Jermaine everyone. Yeah, Jermaine, Jermaine Afidi. So the Afidi brothers killing it. 
Um, and then they tagged Allen Robinson, so he will be back there, much to his chagrin. Also re-signed Cairo Santos. Kicker, another position that thrives off confidence. Yeah, that's that's the, a good uh, comparison, actually. But the, 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 the Lions traded for Michael Brockers from the Rams. They also signed Jamal Williams, and they officially got Jared Goff today. Yeah. Yeah, they also went out and got Romeo Aquara, uh, D-end from the Chargers previously, I believe. Um, but yeah, Michael Brockers, did you see the quote he said when they traded yes. for Stafford? Who's the real? <laughs> oh, I thought you talking. I thought you talking about the quote he had to JJ Watt. Oh, what did he, he say to JJ Watt? He's like, "There's already a number ninety-nine in this division." Oh no, I didn't see that. I saw the that quote. That he got traded. I thought you were gonna ask me about that. No, I saw the quote that he said, we upgraded at quarterback when the Rams went out and got Stafford. And then the yeah, and now he's back with Goff. Did him dirty <laughs> and treated him to the fucking Lions. Oh, man. Hi, Jared. Like, hey, Jared. He's going to be like, oh, hey, Mike. Hey, I remember words were hey, said. Hey, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Hey, asshole. Uh, the Vikings. Oh, yeah. So that should be an Dalvin's... interesting locker room. Yeah, it should be. That'd be fun. I want to. Hidden camera in the Lions locker room. <laughs> Dalvin Tomlinson signed with the Vikings, former Giants D tackle. Uh, Patrick Peterson also signed with them today. Longtime Cardinals quarterback, multiple time Pro Bowler, but we'll see if he has anything left in the tank. Yeah, he's been dwindling, but he is an eight time Pro Bowler, so that's kind of crazy. Eight, eight is a lot. Eight's a lot. And um, we at didn't that position, especially. I feel and like. here we go, Meach. We didn't get to. We fucking missed it last episode. The Packers re-signed Aaron Jones to a four-year contract. Fucking why? You drafted Adrian yeah. Dillon in the second round last year. You, running backs are a dime a fucking dozen. You could have let him walk, go somewhere else, be somebody else's cap problem in four years, three years, two years, whatever it's going to be when he sucks. But. You went and spent money on that, and now he's going to be, like we said off recording, Meech, it better have been at the behest of Aaron Rodgers. This better be your peace offering to Aaron Rodgers, because as we've talked, and as everyone's talked about, they have severely bungled their draft picks from last year. Instead of getting wide receiver help, Instead of doing any of that, they went out, they got a running back and a quarterback, two positions they had very well locked down last year. And even this year, I mean, if you're bringing him back, you have A.J. Dilling and Irvin on your roster already that made appearances last year. You you re-sign a contract for a running back. You know, I just don't – I didn't really get the move as much. Um, So we'll see. But, yeah, as we talked about, this better have been their peace offering to Aaron Jones. Like, hey, look, we're bringing your weapons back, bud. Um, And they should draft a wide receiver maybe in the the draft this year. Yeah. Their draft better be fucking good this year. Maybe. That'll bring us to the NFC West. You want to start with the Cardinals? Uh, Yeah. AJ Green. Signed there, second in receiving yards and touchdowns in Bengals history. We'll see if he has anything left in the tank, much like Peterson in Minnesota. I don't think so either. He's I I I was like, how many old wide receivers can they have on our roster? Yeah, he's a walking hospital bill. They traded for Rodney, and they have Andy Isabella, who like needs to develop. Like I feel like we saw flashes of him last year that were it was kind of like great Gabriel Davis. We didn't see a lot 
out of him last year, but what we saw were big plays. You're stunting his development by keep pink. To quote Meach from like episode 12, him. I don't give a shit about Andy Isabella. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think he was like. The way you phrased it, you thought he was like a god, or I can't even remember the context it was in. He was their top was receiver like... against us. I just brought up his stats. You're like, nobody gives a fuck about it. Boys, <laughs> boys, boys. Because what had happened was he had flashes, like I said. He had like two or three huge plays or two or three huge games last year. And I feel like you bringing in AJ Green on a walker isn't helping your draft picks growth. <laughs> Like on a walker, I think Andy Isabella could be good, but I no one. I said no one cared because he had like three good weeks. But why wouldn't you want to bring him? I would rather have him than AJ Green. Fair enough. AJ Green's <laughs> gonna play three snaps, be injured for the whole year. I would too. Dub's just know. totally like the defense rests. Yeah, I mean, I would too. Yeah, Bobby <laughs> Hudson. They picked Jesus up from the Raiders. Christ. You're the exhausting. Trade. <laughs> you're over here going on and on order in the court order, order in the court in the cult. listen judy <laughs> you just call me judge judy i'll take yeah, it well, it's a compliment i just said judy because you know nah, judge judy is definitively baby. wife material i said it let's judy? move on let's move on let's move on we're not uh, going to dwell on it. Uh, 49ers made Trent Williams the highest paid O-lineman in history. Six-year deal for him. They also picked up Alex Mack, so they're buffing up that offensive line. They also re-signed their fullback, Kyle you... Juice. What were you going to say? Yeah, what happened there? I, I, you, it sounded like you didn't say know his name, so I said, Juszczyk! I just don't know how to say it. Juszczyk? Yeah, it's Juszczyk. It's a strong-ass name. Kyle, I just called him the juice. It's a strong ass name. I just feel like the juice. Yeah. Like, there's so, first of all, there's so many people named Juice. Second of all, (laughs) there are. There's no no, 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 nicknames that are like Juice. I'm not saying it's Double Goose. Because why wouldn't you? I just love the way Double Goose probably shouldn't call him that because murder. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Ugh. Shit show's back, boys. R.I.P. Johnny Cochran, though. Yeah, right? Oh, right? If the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. Uh, the Panthers signed Denzel Perriman, former linebacker for the Chargers. They also signed Craig Olson and Thomas Davis just to one-day contract so that they could retire as Panthers. Uh, I didn't see anything else for the Panthers. Do you have anything, Beach? No, nah, they cut a bunch of people. They brought in Hassan Reddick, too. Hassan Reddick had, like, that, what, seven-sack game for the Cardinals? Yeah. That was, that was fucking stupid. Uh, the Falcons did not do shit either, so we can skip right over them. Saints brought... We, did we talk about Jameis? Did that no. Happen? no, I don't yeah, think we... Brought back, yeah, I don't think we talked about that yet on the show. Brought back Jameis Winston on a one-year deal. So, uh, not quite the Taysom Hill era yet, boys. Could see the famous Jameis step into the starting role. Yeah, I think that's probably more likely. Yeah, we'll see. Peyton still loves, for some reason, he loves Taysom Hill. Yeah, I don't understand. That's why. fair. Yeah. You can't, you can't miscount Sean Peyton's love for Taysom. And Hill. he said that there's going to be a competition essentially between them. But right. We'll, we'll see who gets it in the end. I, I mean, you would think Jameis, but that man loves Taysom Hill. Yeah. 
Uh, also brought back Ty Montgomery, that veteran kind of running back that they've had the last few years since they've had Kamara to kind of spell him at times. So a decent signing for them. The Bucks, defending champion Bucks, re-signed Tom Brady to an extension. Uh, was it two years with an opt-out? It's a, a four-year that voids after one. Yeah. So it's yeah. essentially spreading the money over four years, but really it's a one-year contract. Right. And he took, like, a pay uh, cut, too, didn't he? Yeah. Tom Brady famous for taking pay cuts. Yeah, I mean, dude, yeah. like, that's what – like I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I think that's what separate. that's one of the many things, but it's an important thing that separates him from other quarterbacks in the league is, like, he's taking a pay cut so, he, so the team can keep, you know, the roster together or, you know, potentially get other players if they need to, whereas, like, other quarterbacks will kind of just go after the bag and then it kind of handcuffs the team a little bit. Like, I feel like yeah. real champions do that shit, and, like, that's how you can really separate them, you know? Like, it's a really smart move. Yeah, no, I mean, once you pay the quarterback, you have to get rid of a lot of other teams. Right. Our teammates. Um, yeah. Brady is famous for taking pay cuts, and it's kind of – I think why everyone was so perplexed that they couldn't get a wide receiver during his tenure the right. last couple of years there. They've had him right. you know, before that. But the last like two or three years there for him, um, you know, they they didn't really have a great wide receiving core and you were like, Well, you're not paying him, so who are you paying? Yeah, I agree. I agree so, with you. But yeah, no, it took a lot less money um so that the team could re sign Shaquille Barrett and Levante David. Um, two key pieces to that defense that really yeah. cemented it for him. Yeah. Those are basically the two best defenders. So we're going to re-bring them back. It's going to be and Devin White. And Devin White. But, yeah. but they they have uh, been linked they just, to... That defense, I keep wanting to say another yeah, name. Yeah, I know, right? Because <laughs> they have the junior, too, the fucking the safety. Oh, I, I can't remember the name. McLeod? No. Yeah, I He's can't a remember the name. I, I... But they... They've been linked to some trade potential trades and some other free agents that haven't signed yet. So the Bucks are another team that could be making some moves as the week progresses. Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens, and we'll cover that when it eventually happens. Any other teams we need to talk about in football? No, no. All right, so we uh, we want to move it to the bracket, boys. Yeah, we're gonna do a quick uh, Stone Sports bracket. We'll go through and pick pick the pick some games. Okay, all right. I full disclosure know nothing about basketball, so this is gonna be probably hilarious. Well, we're gonna start in the West bracket, boys. Meach, I know you're high on Gonzaga. They're gonna be going against either Texas Southern or Norfolk State. I think that doesn't matter. Gonzaga's gonna win that one easy. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Gonzaga with the win. Next, we got Oklahoma versus Mizzou. Uh, this one could go either way. Eight, nine seed games are always a toss-up. Uh, Oklahoma, solid team with a true star. They started hot. They were in every game they played in, but I think Mizzou is an all-around better team, and they beat some actual legit teams wait, in the tournament. Wait, wait, Is their name actually Mizzou? Missouri. Yeah. But Mizzou, yeah. Okay, I'm picking That's them then. I'm picking them. If their name's Mizzou, I'm picking them. I was That's also it. gonna pick Mizzou, so that's that's that'll do. That'll do Mizzou. No, Next we got Creighton versus 
Uh, UC Santa Barbara. UC Santa Barbara, one of the sleeper teams. Creighton has had a bunch of controversy with their coach. I honestly don't know the whole situation there. Creighton is the higher seed, and I will still stick with them. They've got legit stars. All right, I got to make a controversial pick at some point in this, so I'm I'm going to pick opposite you. What do I get if I win? We're back to this. Uh, slap on the, <laughs> slap the <laughs> All right, how about this, motherfucker? Yeah, you were right on football picks. I like I could count it on one hand with fingers to fucking spare. Yeah, yeah like three. Uh huh. You don't get shit. That's not fair. And it's just mean. It's just downright mean. Life isn't fair. <laughs> it's just downright mean. <laughs> Beach, Santa Barbara, Creighton. You're the decider. I'm going to Gauchos. I love it. All right, Santa Barbara, it is. Okay, I was going to say, I don't know who that is. <laughs> it's, it's UC Santa Barbara. It's Santa Barbara. Okay. Virginia, cool. uh, COVID, they're actually not expected to even go to the tournament until Friday. And if they if anybody tests negative, they're going to forfeit the game to Ohio. Well, I'm already picking them because that's hometown squad. Let's go. Two up, two down. VA. Right, oh, you can't see it on the camera. Everyone in Virginia that would listen to this would know what I'm talking about. Two up, two down. What's up? USC versus Wichita State or Drake. Do you guys think Wichita State or Drake could pull off the upset over USC? Well, I'm not picking any school named after Drake because I'm not a Drake fan, so... All right, USC it is for the rooting for Wichita State just because I love their logo. The Shockers? Yeah. (laughs) Does that change your opinion? I'm I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Hold on. It's like a B. Oh, it's a oh, it's like a B. Oh, okay. See, my elementary school, the mascot was a B. No. Well scientific. I still don't have I still don't have I still don't have to root for Drake. So yeah, that's cool. We're good. I'll I'll go that. Yeah, I'll right. go that route. We're taking the upset. Wichita State, we're on it. Yeah, let's go. All right. Kansas versus East Washington. Kansas another team. They were bounced from the tournament due to COVID, not a loss. Um they beat Baylor, but they have sort of underperformed the season. One of the top five defensive guards in the nation, Marcus Garrett. They're playing against East Washington, who I don't think really has a chance here. Explain it to me like I'm five. Uh East Washington they're like the the bad discount soda. They're just Sam's Cola. Kansas is Coca-Cola. All right, now explain it to me like I'm three. Okay, so you get money to open a lemon stand. I'm going to explain it to you like you're three, but I'm eight. Thank you. Thank you for getting it. Five dollars. Uh, thanks for getting it, Meech. I appreciate it, bro. I'm going to treat you Big like up you're yourself. three. Yeah. So we're going to be on Kansas there. Uh, Oregon or VCU. Oregon's really uh, underrated team this year, but I'm, they have nobody over sixty-six. I mean, you know, who I'm VCU picking. stars named Bones Highland. You know who I'm picking? That's hometown squad, baby. Let's go. That's hometown squad. I'm picking VCU strictly off of Bones Highland. Yeah, that's a fucking dope name. VCU just from when Shaka Smart was there, so I'm gonna pick VCU. Yeah, um, I love it. I love our reasoning too. Absolutely. All right. So from that, VCU or Kansas? I'm sticking with the hometown squad, bro. Oh, we're going more into detail on this? <laughs> we can just... No, actually, that's a great call. We should, we should just do it do every the... week. You're right. 
Yeah, we're just going to do it every week. Yeah, we'll do it every week. You're a legend. You're keeping track of this, right? The the monolith who used to main Moira, a man of multiplicity, the man, the myth, the legend, Meechlo. Uh, so go to oh, there's one more game in that division. That's Iowa or Grand Canyon, but I already had Iowa written in because they're probably one of the best teams in the tournament. Yeah, I'll go with yeah. Iowa. Slipknot's from Iowa, so we'll go with that. Even though I'm not a Slipknot fan, but that's a reason that works for me. So we're gonna go to the South here. It's Baylor versus Hartford. That's also I think that's an easy Baylor pick there. The Whale. R.I.P. to the uh, Whale. UNC, North Carolina versus Wisconsin. Wisconsin uh, was supposed to be one of the top teams of the season. They have not panned out. They don't have a leader. They don't score well. They shoot a lot of threes that don't go in. And North Carolina, super well coached, a consistently good team. They rebound well. They play good defense. So I would go with UNC. Yeah, I'm going to go with them too. Yeah. Villanova versus Winthrop. So this is where I'm calling an upset. Okay. Winthrop is really an all-around team. They're in the top 25 in a bunch of different stats. Villanova's best player is out. They have a couple other injuries. They have no go-to guard, and their bigs cannot score. Don't really know how they got a high seed. They still got a Such a seed. compelling case to pick Villanova. Villanova. Pick Villanova if you want, but I'm picking Winthrop. Uh, I'm, I'm a Jay Wright. All right, Bernie, you're the cider. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, see, this is tough for me because I once actually pretended to be high to get this kid to embarrass himself and told him I was on a drug called Villanova just because somebody was wearing the sweatshirt in the room I was in, so I just used that. So I really want to pick that, but um, I do love a good upset, you know, as a Mets Rangers fan. I I think I'm going to go with dubs on this. I'm going with dubs. Love it. Uh, pretty coming from behind. <laughs> Purdue, that's what sold it for him. Purdue versus North <laughs> Texas. Uh, Purdue has a man named Sasha Stevanovich, and they also have a locked in seven foot four. Not locked in. Stevanovich? Are they you also, fucking kidding me? Stevan- Sasha Stevanovich. Yeah, the Boilermakers. Yeah, um, that's locked in, bro. You shouldn't even ask that. Come on. In in honor of Drew Brees, I'm picking Purdue. Let's get it. That's a Purdue sweep. <laughs> Texas Tech versus Utah State. Texas Tech has internet darling Mac McClung as their go-to guy. They're great at defense. They occasionally struggle to score, but Utah State has no wins over any team in the tournament. Mm. I'm going to take Texas Tech myself. Yeah, I'm kind of compelled to do that, too. All right, Texas Tech. It is Arkansas versus Colgate, three seed versus the 12. Colgate uh, statistically a top 10 team, but they had literally zero competition all year. They're in one of the weakest divisions in basketball. And Arkansas has a great coach. They've got a player that's going to be a lottery pick, a legit star. Flashy team, a lot of young players freshmen and sophomores they could their inexperience could be their downfall but i like arkansas to go deep yeah i mean arkansas is supposed to be really good i want colgate to advance just because of their name like the toothpaste took it yeah took the words right out of my mouth so we go for yeah. the upset then Let's yeah i got yeah. i got colgate Pro- in my bathroom in, right now uh, i'm a crest guy but i love the name <laughs> i wrote colgate in parentheses the toothpaste did it Yes. You can tell Meech and I are getting old because I'm like, I got Colgate in the bathroom and Meech goes, says the oldest phrase in existence. I'm a crest guy. <laughs> <laughs>
Now the <laughs> oldest, the, the oldest one you could use is Sensodyne, bro. Yeah, Sensodyne for sure. Yeah, I think my dad has some of that shit. I it's tried like it for a things. while. It's like fucking. It's the consistency is the worst. <laughs> All right, we are not discussing the consistency of toothpaste <laughs> on this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Next question, Dubs. Florida versus Virginia Tech. Florida has bad losses. They've lost to a lot of the good teams in the tournament. They beat up on bad teams to get to this point, and they can't close. They only have one true scorer. That's Trey Mann. Virginia Tech had a COVID outbreak almost three weeks long in the middle of the season. They have good wins, but they fell off as the season went. This one's really a toss-up. No, nah, I'm not going Virginia Tech. I had a bad experience there once. I'm not. No, nah, I'm, I'm off it. No, nah, fuck Gators that. it is. Ohio I'm State going, versus. I'm, I'm going Virginia Tech, but I'm outvoted. Don't tase me, bro. (laughs) I forgot about that. Don't tase me, bro. Taking it back. Way to go, Meech. (laughs) Ohio State overachieved all season. Dwayne Washington's their go-to guy. They have no player over six foot seven. Oral Roberts. I know both of you are big oral guys. Defense is really bad. Talking about all that toothpaste a while ago. Yeah, I got the joke. And Hershey. I think Oral Roberts is going to upset Ohio State. I am all in on that. Yeah, I'm down. And I just hate Ohio State. Right. Midwest, Illinois versus Drexel. I've tweeted about Illinois. I am all in on them. They have Io. Can't. Can't. It's just going to sound like douche. And Kofi Cockburn, which is, they say Coburn, but it's spelled Cockburn. Definitely yeah. Cockburn. I'm on board for that. <laughs> No, the CH is silent. Don't worry about it. CK. It's literally CK. Yeah. Oh, man. It's Cockburn. I'm on board for that. We're going to go Illinois there. Loyola, Chicago. You remember them for 2018 on their Cinderella run to the Final Four with Sister Jean. Um, I don't remember that at all. Sister Jean guy. Sister Jean takes the spotlight away from the players. I will push all the chips into the table on Sister Jean. I agree. All right. Loyola, it is. Didn't even hear the second team. I love it. <laughs> Tennessee versus Oregon State. Tennessee, great defense. They struggle on offense. If they can hit shots, they could potentially go on a run. Oregon State's one of the hottest teams in the nation. They won the Pac-12 tourney after being seeded as the last team. Uh, they can beat anyone. They beat Oregon twice, but I don't know. They're kind of a wild card. They got here strictly because they won the tournament. I'm going with the Beavers. Oh, yeah. Beaver? Fuck you. Yeah. I hardly know her. Angry Beavers. Oh, Let's go. All right. Got yes. Oregon. Hashtag Angry Beavers. Hashtag bring back Angry Beavers. <laughs> I remember that shit. Oklahoma State versus Liberty. Cade Cunningham for Oklahoma State. One of the best players in a while as a freshman. Clutch shots can carry the whole team. Probably going to be the first pick of the draft. Liberty, led by seniors, their slow pace can wear you down over time. Low-scoring team, but they are in the top 20 in shooting percentage and three-point percentage. I'm going to go Oklahoma State. I'll side with you on that. I like yeah, their, me too. Their OSU I have an Oklahoma State hoodie. Cool. San Diego State versus Syracuse. I have a mullet. Me just is killing me right now. <laughs> Because <laughs> Gundy, this in the front. Oklahoma State coach. Yeah, I no, I, I get it. I it's got just, it. You're killing me, dude. Just no, okay. You're just slaying <laughs> me right now. 
Uh, San Diego State, really good team. They've been rolling through people. Jordan Shackle, senior guard, Matt Mitchell, senior forward. They have a legitimate duo there. I think they can beat Syracuse, who is consistently coached all by Bayham. Their defense is always competitive, but their offense has not been. Uh, I was tempted to the last few years. I was tempted to take Syracuse because for a second I got it confused with Stan Stanford, and I was thinking about that movie with Colin Hanks. What's it called? Orange County. Remember that movie, yeah. Meech? <laughs> yeah. I realized it's not Stanford. Black. Yeah, it's that movie. Like that's a sleeper funny movie, dude. It's a sle- It's a it's a sneaky good movie. Yeah, it really is like sneakily good. Like when he's trying to figure out what all the different drugs are in the different aspirin bottles, like it's so fucking good. Anyway. So I'm gonna I'm not gonna pick Syracuse. I'll go the other way. San Diego State, West Virginia. Uh, I'll go San Diego State as well, just because that was like the college I wanted to go to. I wanted to go to the Aztecs. That's a fucking sweep for the Aztecs. West Virginia versus Moorhead State. Uh, Miles McBride, really good sophomore (laughs) guard for West Virginia. They almost beat Gonzaga. Derek Culver does the dirty work inside. They can get hot. I like. West Virginia, the well-coached Bob Huggins. Moorhead State won 12 straight at one point. They had bad losses. Their offense can go cold sometimes, and but they're really led by their rebounding and defense. I like West Virginia to get this one done. I'm going West Virginia for, for Huggy. I'm going West Virginia for John Denver. Uh, Colorado versus Georgetown. Colorado's got McKinley right. He can win a game by himself for them. Their top four players are all upperclassmen. They had wins over all of the Pac-12 teams in the tournament. Colorado's going to be a hard team to get out. Georgetown, coached by Pat Ewing. They're basically on a miracle run right now, one of the hottest teams in the tournament. This could be a toss-up. I like Colorado personally, but I'm curious. Best strip club I ever went to is in Georgetown. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going Georgetown just because my boy Patrick Ewing. Patrick yeah, Ewing and strip clubs. It is. Let's go. Florida State versus yeah, James Harden. <laughs> Florida State versus UNC Greensboro. Uh, uh, all I had for UNC Greensboro was one word. It's a nope. So I'm taking Florida State. Yes, agreed. <laughs> UNC Greensboro's they're they're probably gonna lose by like twenty. And people are going to think Florida State's good. They're not. They're going to get bounced next round, but Greensboro sucks. BYU, top 50 in every category. They played Gonzaga three times this season, hung with them once. They're the second-best team in that conference far and away. They're playing against UCLA, Mick Cronin. I'm taking uh, UCLA for the upset. Mm. I'll I'll tag along with that. Yeah, I'll, I'll go along too. I'll third that motion. Texas versus Abilene Christian. Uh, I really like Texas. They have struggled against good teams this season, though, but I see them beating Abilene Christian. Matt Coleman, Andrew Jones are leading the way in the backfield as senior guards. You always need somebody like that in the tournament. Yeah. I'll go with Texas just because Shaka Smart's there now. Yeah. Shaka Smart guy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. UConn versus Maryland. I'm a huge UConn guy. I think they could be one of the sleeper teams in this tournament. They have had no bad losses this season. They just got their star player back. Uh, their guards rebound well. They shoot well. Their rebound, their all around the rebound is good. Their defense is good. I think UConn is going to be a really good team. Maryland has had bad losses this season. Streaky shooting. They've got good coaching though, and that could always take you deep. Mm. I like UConn. I like the name too. Love it. 
I'll yeah. take Kevin Ollie. Sold. Just just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, well, it's not like 2015, 2014. I mean, <laughs> he was there for the championship. He was after Calhoun. He was there for the... Was he there for the Shabazz Napier championship? He might have been. All of this sounds like a foreign language to me. All of this sounds like What's a foreign What's up, Bernie? Because we got our last game here for the first round. All right. And for the show, we can and wrap it up exactly after this, finally. Thinking. Alabama versus Iona. Alabama no-go-to guy, John Petty. Is the leader of that team. Um, think of the Jazz or the Hawks from a few years ago. Uh, five players, not one star. They uh, go through everybody, but they've been super successful this season. But if they don't shoot well, they could struggle. Uh, Iona, Rick Pitino, that's really it. Yep, and I'm going with them. <laughs> Give me Rick Pitino. <laughs> All right, I'll go with Beach on this. All right. He sold me his passion. Alabama's not walking through that goddamn door. You're really <laughs> upset, and I fucking love it. I love Rick Patino. I can tell. I can tell. I can He's tell. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you sold me. I'm sold. All right, boys. Well, uh, this has been a long and arduous journey. And we've overcome a lot yeah, of adversity I hope today. You enjoy editing this, I certainly will. Listen, it's probably going to take. I was going to watch Justice League with Sked tomorrow, but I just You're went not out watching there. Shit tomorrow. Yeah, I told him I was like, bro, we we'll probably have to do it Friday. This is going to take me like two days to edit. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm proud of us for conquering that adversity, going out there, giving 110. percent You know, just overcoming all the obstacles this season has thrown at us. I'm proud of us as a team. Way to go, boys! Anything else you want to say before we get the hell out of here? Was that your interview for the Rangers coaching job? Like, you goddamn right it was. You goddamn right it was. I'd make a great hockey coach. I coached the fuck out of that team. Anything else you want to talk about before we head out of here? It's been a long fucking recording. It's been a long one. I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. I need some food. Yeah, I'm not even going to hit the gym after this. All right, we'll say goodbye, boys. Lighters. Oh, uh-huh.